I am Angela That's DJ, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we get so the point being is good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between Here, are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Divots and Pivots on the Fantasy Sports Corporation Network. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. And uh, it's been a wild weekend uh, football-wise. The Patriots are just I, – I can't wait to just have a funeral for them tomorrow. If you if you watch on the Dynasty Hour where I, I am every Wednesday night uh, for the football talk, uh, it's It's ugly. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure, because Bud likes to get his digs in because uh, he does have a successful football team himself in the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, but we'll get to that. Anyways, as always, Bud's joining me from a basement somewhere, someplace awesome. <laughs> How are you, Bud? You make me sound like a vagabond. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, the I, one with insula- exposed insulation behind me. Yeah, that, that, that's the whole mo- point. <laughs> most of the two dozen people who watch this or consume it are listening to it, anyways. I wasn't going to yeah. call you out, but there, who is that? A key, there's the key. There is that the signed Keegan picture that we promised to a lucky winner. <laughs> So uh, that we, yeah, that's that's supposed good. to now, below to to uh, Rook from uh from uh scoreboard addicts. Okay. I still intend on sending it to him. I I really do. I honestly keep forgetting. I, I move I moved twice last year and I just kind of get my lost buddy da- my buddy Dave has one that he's been waiting on too. That's why I didn't know if it was that one. But that's neither here nor there. I do want to go back to what you just brought up, which is football. I do have a successful team in the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, all the worrying was for not. Turns out that uh, Kentucky is still Kentucky, and we big, they small. But I was I was encouraged to see our quarterback play very well. We we scored quickly, which is something we'd struggled with with slow starts at South Carolina and really every other freaking game. We you know UAB University of Alabama Birmingham the the mighty Blazers, yeah. whose program was non-existent a few years ago they went under as part of i don't know if it was title nine or just budget stuff and then they were risen from the dead by a campaign led by some alumni uh and former players it was it was a pretty cool story if you check it out but football what in the heavenly hell is going on in new england i'm it, what we are watching is the end of Bill Belichick. And by that the way, I, lump me in with your pain. I, I am. I well, am I know. I, I didn't I'm, mean to I'm cut born you again, out. New England, and we don't have to go down the whole like. I mean, now do I just do I just say that I was a Tom Brady fan this whole time? Since that's that was my whole claim to fame before. People would be like, "Oh, you fair yeah. weathered, fa-, you know, f word." Not going to say it as a family show sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I would have to point out that I grew up with in a Michigan family. And, you know, I knew about Tom Brady back in the days when he was yeah. having to come in and clean up Drew Henson's mess. Before Drew all Henson. of us were like, Tom Brady who when we drafted him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, the rest of us. Bledsoe had just signed that massive contract, too. And so, I mean, could have, you know, there, that could have been our future. But ifs and buts, Bill yeah. Belichick and Bill We Trust, I do think. I don't think he's. I think he's going to figure this thing out. I think somehow, some way, he's going to he's going to reverse engineer. What would you put the over under their season season win total at right now? So look at this at the start of the season in the offseason, I had this team as an eight and nine, seven and ten at worst. 
Um, I think it's going to be a struggle to get five wins at this point. Like, I think, I think so last I looked, I believe, and I can probably look it up here in a second. I believe the, the win total over under for the Pats most recently was like six, six and a half, half six and yeah. a half. Yeah. I I'm think so. Smashing that over. I mean, under, sorry, <laughs> smashing that, under. smashing that under because it's, uh, it's just doesn't look good. And, and you just said that bill, you think Bill's going to reverse engineer and fix this. I, I think what we're seeing, no, I know Dick about football. <laughs> this is me being an optimistic fan. I'm actually asking you the guy who lives yeah. and breathes this stuff. What's the missing formula what, or what, what is going wrong? Is it as simple as fucking quarterback we had tom brady and not that now this okay so it's not that so so in a way it like big picture in a way it is because here's the thing me straight big daddy because here's the thing that what we always had when it came to this patriots team for 20 plus years with brady was buy-in whoever came to this team whoever came through the doors left the doors there was buy-in to the attitude the way that things operated and it was always attributed to bill belichick creating the culture what we can unequivocally say now proof that since Brady's gone and how the culture has shifted to an absolute shithole is that that culture was created because people wanted to play good for Brady. They wanted to be a part of Brady's legacy. They want to be a part of the guy who's won six, now seven Super Bowls, but six with the Patriots. Like people, players wanted to say that they played with the greatest of all time. So they would do whatever they had to do to make sure that when they were there, that team won. And if that meant just abiding by the coach and keeping your mouth shut, because that's what Bill wants. He just wants blind and quiet following. Uh, then that's what they did because they knew ultimately Tom Brady's a, getting that snap and he's going to win them the game. So they'll go along with it, get their ring, whatever, and, and accolades and, and move on at the end. Now that Brady's not there. Yes. Mac Jones, not the answer. Mac Jones is he's, he's well, a you, bad quarterback. I think part of it is I think he's better than he than he is right now because I think this situation is just not working is just not for him. Uh, but what we have here is that there's there's zero buy-in because I think Belichick has lost a lot of the um, I I don't want to say credibility because he's still a fantastic coach. Like he was still at his best. Yes, he was at his best when Brady was here. But I think their timelines just like synced up perfectly to where it doesn't take away from the coach that Belichick was. And for those 20 years when Brady was here, because he still out coached a lot of coaches that did things that Brady didn't have a hand in. Like he still made defensive and special teams and these, these time management, like all these other things that it was Belichick, not Brady. So uh, Belichick's still in my mind, greatest coach of all time. He's just not anymore. And I think that's all right to say. I'm not, it's not offensive to say that's not a dig at him. It's just reality. No, the way you described it is they're they're lacking they're lacking almost good middle management to use a corporate term where you, you know there is the Brady was that guy he was the general manager or he was the senior petty officer or senior chief officer whatever you want to call on the on the on like a aircraft carrier where technically he's not the top of the food chain mm -hmm. but he has everybody down here and has their respect ergo everybody up here you know respects yes. him. And it sounds to me like that's the the kind of vacuum there. There's no there's no personality. There's no leadership on the inside because you, you you just said it yourself. The Belichick way is don't ask questions. Show up. Trust the process. Do your job. Yeah. Well, no and one trusts the process that, anymore. Well, 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 it's not. I mean that that's the thing is there's not that singular person who's willing to. 
I don't know. I mean, and everybody leads in different ways. That's the other part is not yeah. everybody was meant to be a Patriot and play the Patriot way. You know, it's not well, everybody's we saw cup that. of tea. Great, Shit. great, vo- great football players couldn't hack it and got cut before the season starts, such as Albert Hainsworth and, you know, Chad yeah. Ocho That doesn't and, mean they weren't great football players. They just didn't work like, here. And you hear guys like Gronk talk about how much they felt freer they were afterwards, but then they get the sure. question of, would you have been as successful? And he'll flat out admit, he's like, probably not. Yeah. Like you have you 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 have to almost when you're there you have to buy into the the psycho cult culture of this exactly. is what excellent takes. I mean, by the way, that's kind of what that that's what George has got going on now on the college level, which is really yeah. just Kirby dragging that with him over from Alabama, <laughs> where he was the defensive coordinator and one of their chief recruiters for ten years. So I, I think that's that's uh, there's a great what are we eight minutes in nine minutes in Aaron Sorkin reference time oh. in the west in the West Wing there was a. Uh, in the latter half of the the series, do you remember Lumberg from Office Space, the boss with the glasses? Oh, well, okay, oh, yeah. Jesus, I forgot, man! I that. No, no. So I forgot that's what his name. It's been a while, but yes, I know exactly who he is. Yes, hundred percent. Shit, Lumberg, fucked. Gary Cole's the name of the actor, by the way, and he plays okay. this dipshit pre- vice president on the West Wing. And there's some sort of skirmish that they're talking about internally. And people are questioning the president's leadership. And as he's walking out of the room, one one of the scenes, he just says, hey, you know what they call a leader with no followers? A guy out taking a walk. And that's kind of what it sounds like is Belichick right now is just a guy out taking yeah. a walk, uh, you know, talking about the glory years. But that's nine minutes and 33 seconds on football. Let's pivot to golf. Yes. Where yes. we can pull at a million different threads, because believe it or not, the FedEx Cup playoffs have come and gone. We're in the fall swing and for the uneducated or the uninitiated uneducated that God, that's such a pretentious term. Yeah, we're talking was, about golf and open and inclusive was... sport <laughs> for the uninitiated. This fall that's... swing is all about positioning and positioning and jockeying on the FedEx cup points yes. that kind of, it's a continuation from last year, but then they're going to start over fresh in January. But this is to position yourself to try to get into those signature events at the beginning of the year and, uh, you know, close to the top better and making some money. And for some of some of these guys, if you win, certainly securing that tour card for a couple of years. So there's a little bit of excitement. You saw some heartbreak this last weekend with Ben Griffin. Mm-hmm. We've been following him on the show. Uh, his mom, his mom is a legend in the golf, in the golf world. UNC guy. He was him and Eric Cole were two names throughout the year that we would just bounce back and forth randomly. He had that 54 hole lead and lost yep. in a five way playoff. I know you didn't catch any That's, of it. You know how I know you no. didn't catch any of it. I didn't catch any of it. Uh, yeah. I saw but, that the playoff was starting and I texted you and that was about it. But who was it on the corn ferry? I forget his name, but I saw, I saw the video, the, the guy on the corn ferry tour who need had a, uh, a putt on 18th. It was probably about like a 10 footer to get his tour card and, and he missed it. And all he did was he just kind of, he didn't drop to his knees, but he squatted down, just put his head on the handle of his putter. And you could, you could see like six people in the background between the other golfers, their caddies, whatever, just standing there and nobody approached him. It was just like, can't the, the just, can't. you just had to leave him in that moment. Because everybody who knows golf and loves golf, watches golf, whatever, well, understands to, that what that meant for him and for what he just yes. missed out on, yes. like how that hurts. And they just had to let him lead in the moment and go to him yeah, when he I, comes out of it. I did not catch what's his face in the heartbreaking moment, but I did catch Nick yeah. Dunlap, the reigning U.S. amateur champion, Walker Cup guy. He plays his college golf down at Alabama. He lipped out a putt for 59 recently, wow. uh, which was scary good to watch. But there were plenty of 59s shot over at the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship over in 
in Scotland. I know it's a, an event that yeah. you circle on the calendar every single year. It's hundred, hundred percent. It's the only. But thing I've heard that, you talk uh, about it. Yeah, the only the only oh, thing uh, I, that I would that I would watch more than that is you know Washington versus Carolina. You know football. That's how much I care. Yikes. <laughs> kidding fox one o'clock game no so the the dunhill links cup is a cup the dunhill links championship is uh, it's been around since like 2001 it's a pro-am it's just uh, it's their version yeah. of our att pebble beach pro-am they play three courses king's barns carnoustie and the old course at st andrews those are the first three rounds and then they circle back for a final round at st andrews rain shortened it to 54 holes so they all they all just played the the three courses they finished on monday and there were, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because there was a couple of fun storylines on the side. Uh, first of all, Brittany, Brittany Horschel and Billy Horschel were uh, were out there repping mm-hmm. t- Team Pink, the first husband wife duo I think that we've seen do this. And uh, they also were, um, I want to say she played golf at Florida as well, or or she might have yeah, gone to Florida. We've seen, we've seen husband golf. wife caddy player combos, but oh, not that's, player that's player. Tales yeah, we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted and to make sure it was get, clear what you were saying we haven't seen before. Listen, just, yeah, yeah. I don't want you if getting that called get, out. Well, <laughs> don't at me, bro. If that gets your socks rolling up and down, then then wait for this. Maddie Fitzpatrick, your favorite in mind. Somebody texted me during the Ryder Cup. I do love why, why does Maddie? I do. So he goes, why does Maddie Fitzpatrick have a punchable face? And I was like, as soon as he said that, I think Fitzy dropped like his fifth birdie don't, in a row. And I was like, don't That's hate why. on the man's teeth like that. Come on, yes, he's got a big. No, target, he's got a one, he's the, got a the, wonderful he's got a wonderful grill. He he just got his braces taken off. They're not hating on that. They're just talking about he's got that one of those like like British faces. I guess I don't know. See, I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think I think the man is a classic looking guy. I don't know. Classic is is a good way to put it. He teamed up yeah. on the in the team portion with his mom, Susan Susan Fitzpatrick, yep. Mama Fitz, and Mama Fitz can play. Over the fifty four holes they played, she she contributed eight birdies and four eagles to their uh, their team score. Thirty five under fifty one, the team portion and the individual portion. Uh, first player to do the double dip since Patty Harrington did it back in the early two thousand. So a lot of action going on. You do miss me overseas. some Patty Harrington. Patty Harrington was He's, fun to watch in his day. Uh, my old my old roommate in college was a big Patty Harrington guy, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he used to play Wilson clubs and had a Wilson visor or whatever. But uh, <laughs> Patty Harrington. <laughs> For sure, I think he's. I think they're going to circle back to him with the Ryder Cup pretty soon. Uh, there's rumors that oh. they might leave Luke Donald in charge to see if this game travels. Maybe we found our leader for a while. Well, Luke Donald definitely definitely carried himself a lot as, from the coach's perspective. Carried himself around the uh, the Ryder Cup with with confidence and, and poise. So I, I don't see why they should change Shit, I mean, uh, anything there at the Ryder Cup. And and because we are we are. So close as close. I know exactly where you're going with this. When it comes to Davis Love, probably talking about the Ryder Cup and who's who should be in line uh, when it comes to the U.S. Because that's something we touched on last week, and it seems like you may be getting your not getting your wish, but you may have predicted correctly that Davis Love thinks that it's it's obvious that it's Tiger. Me, me, and you know about five hundred thousand other talking heads out there think that Tiger. Yeah, but you said it here. Captain. I and I said no, so that means you're, you're that means you're you're winning. Well, all the and if you missed it, if you're not if you're not as thick into the golf world as as uh, Andrew and I, basically what happened was is Davis Love the Third came out recently in an interview and was talking about his Ryder Cup involvement, uh, Davis yes. Love the Thirds, and he said going into this one, I kind of told Team USA in general 
this is my last go of it. You know, this is a perfect yeah. time. He's been involved for a long time too. Like he's been very involved There's for a, a long gr- time. Shit, as a player and a captain, probably going back yeah. to the eighties. So I mean, yeah. and, and then. So he came out and kind of said, it's time for me to step aside. Of course, there's going to be pushback. And he was like, I'll consult. I'll do this. I'll do that. But as far as being like the captain again, he was basically saying no mas. Uh, you know, yeah. we need some. Fr-. And then he just came out and kind of said it. He goes, I think we all know where this is going. And I think he knows that it's his if he wants it. And obviously, we don't refer. You know, there's only it's, two people no who other referenced he. by that pronoun. <laughs> yeah, there's one the almighty but that's neither in some would argue that tiger's got a better short game the uh so the ball is essentially in tiger's court and there's questions though around that I mean, as fans we all want it we all want to see it we think that you know yeah. here he comes and the story is perfect beth page first public course to host a u.s open tigers yeah. won there you know he, he won that u.s open you know the people's open as they were dubbing it back then yeah uh, the, the new york crowds are going to be nuts i literally had to do a quick check i forgot that beth page black was as close to new york city as it is i, oh, I thought yeah. it was in upstate new york for some reason i forgot that it was on long island it's yep. in, in and it's a it's a it's a hard freaking course even for the professional like obviously for the for the public it's definitely a, a ridiculously hard course but that that course gave gave the tour fits when they were there I remember that and they'll do the it's same narrow. thing they'll trick it it's, up it's, they'll they'll, it's, they'll grow out. it's very narrow they'll grow out the rough or narrow. they'll do the opposite they'll lengthen the tees out as much as possible and maybe widen yep. it for our guys you never know uh talking about True. trying to play to the advantage of the teams you know, if that's what our team is built around, but that's neither here nor there. The point that I was going with was Tiger, and we all want to see it, and the math all adds up. There's other math going on too. Tiger could mm-hmm. be looking at this as he did this in 2019. He was a player captain for the President's Cup and was successful down there. I mean, did a very good showing in a in a final day comeback for the Americans. Yep. He could be thinking that maybe that's a possibility. You know, if he's in form and maybe he plays, I mean, it only took Brooksy two majors really and a, a couple of other starts to get into contention. He could also probably be looking at this as it's not my time yet. I just took on this role on the player board and maybe I'm not done. You know, I've got a couple years yeah. left really. Realistically, he's going to come off this injury. And he's gonna have a couple more years. We're at Augusta. We 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 hold up a little hope as long as he's healthy. Um, maybe if he gets to another open at St. Andrews in five, six years, you know, and we're like he's 49 or 50, the stars are aligning for Tiger for one last stroll across yeah. the Swilkin. So he's got that window of time. And, and a guy like him, when you've got the money and you've got this, all you got left is legacy in that trophy case and chasing sure. 18. So he could say, I, you know. Not yet, just not yet. And, so, and, and that, if yeah. that's the case, let's take Tiger off the off the field for that reason. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to Davis Love the Third, Freddie Couples, that era. Or do you take it one step down and maybe even go to a more player, uh, you know, somebody who's still quasi active? Like Zach Johnson was is is a is, is a guy on tour. He's he, out there competing. He was he was relevant at times this year. Like he, it's not like right. he was. He was missing every cut and just there for the you know, you know for his photo ops or whatever for the fans. Like he he was relevant. He was in the mix a few times, not not often, but a couple times. But you kind of hit on it as to why I'm not sure Tiger is going to be the next captain because I'm not sure. Like okay, so if you had to say, I think over the last year or two we've seen the Tigers definitely focused on pushing the game of golf forward in the way that he sees 
the correct way. And that is been made very clear. It's not the way that Liv is doing it. It's the way, still the way the PGA is doing it. Do you, which way do you think he has a bigger influence on pushing the game forward as taking on more responsibility in this, the, the commission role, uh, his new role within the PGA and the board and all that, or the, the Ryder cup captaincy, because I, I argue that he's going to rather put his focus into his new position within the inner workings of the PGA to, to make those pushes forward for the, for the game of golf and really, just, you know, plant the PGA tour back as the unquestioned, top of the golf world, which I think you, I, and other, uh, most other people around the game of golf understand that they still are the gold standard, but there's been enough people who are kind of on the outskirts of golf that think live is, is there as well. And I, I just feel like Tiger may think he has a bigger role to, to fill within the PGA than he does as a Ryder cup captain. I like that you dropped Phil there at the end. To your point, I wasn't even meaning to, to but point. thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, tip of the cap to you. Uh, credit to you for broadening my lens and really actually narrowing it at the same time. Tiger is that seems like the kind of guy that when he takes something on, he's going to want laser focus on that. He's not. He yes. doesn't want to half-ass anything he does. This isn't a restaurant that he's that he's kind of green lighting with his name yeah. on it or something for his foundation that he's like, I trust you all. This is vetted. Yes, you can sign my name to it. That kind of shit. You know, like you said, I go back to legacy is all this guy's got left exactly uh, to prove, you know, and e- even even if he were to hang it up today, there are people who would make the argument because of differences in time periods that he is the best of all time, better than Jack's 18, better than Bobby's, you know, natural grand slam in the early days. It's 100 percent a conversation. 100 percent. And, and it also goes the other way because Jack's got that resume that even though Tiger's at 82 wins, you look at Jack's performances in the mm-hmm. majors. But then there's that stat where like Ty- so there, there's all the ways it, you yeah. can splice that. This is another way of I don't see I don't think these guys see it as legacy building as much more as maybe it's a responsibility they bear. Jack, speaking of bear, Jack talks about that responsibility you have to the tour that him and Arnie and the guys kind of got going and why it was such a big deal when these guys took this money and did their thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to, we'll get to the guys and the money and the live updates in a couple minutes. But as far as tiger's concerned, if he's in that seat right now in that era, <clears throat> I don't see him splitting his time mentally to something like the Ryder cup. Instead, I do see him. I mean, he probably has one, you know, two goals left really when it revolves around golf. Support Charlie and his game yep. moving forward. Sure. And then and then chasing 18, you know, mathematically, however, that's possible in his brain. Yeah. He can make room for kind of one more, you know, leg to that stool. And I think it's going to be this player committee thing until yes. that is sorted. Once that's sorted, I think he's going to exit stage left, say, put somebody else in my spot, and uh, or they might actually disband the seat and just say that was a one-time thing. Sure. But then he's going to – then I think at that point. So I think we want but, it. And who knows? These guys are also brilliant, and they're dedicated. Maybe he takes it and says, fuck yeah, well, let's do this. Like, cowboy so up. And I have two points of things you just said there because, one, that's part of the reason why last week I said I'm not sure this is the time for Tiger to take it because I, I do think he's got – you know, these other things on his plate that it just seems like if he's going to do it, like you said, he's going to want to put his full focus on. So I feel like it's maybe two Ryder cup teams out now that will become his time. Um, but also uh, let's bring up, we'll, we'll very vaguely bring up Hatgate again here because, you know, with Tiger's public stance and we, the way we know he feels about uh, the way the money is involved in golf and, and the way golf should be. Cause I do think he's a purist from the sense of 
like Jack and Arlen, like you said, the responsibility that they have to the game of golf to, to move it forward. Like, I think he does, he falls into that category. Do you think Tiger would, I don't want to say want to, because I think he would want to be a Ryder Cup captain at some point, but do you think at this point of going into the next Ryder Cup, it's, we still have this whole um, kind of money being paid to represent like kind of, I don't want to call it controversy because it hasn't reached that level, but the conversation would he put himself on both sides? Because I, I think he's on the side of not getting paid, but would he be able to captain a team of players if they mostly believe they should be paid? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sure. He, I, I just don't think the timing falls right with everything that's happening in the golf world right now that he's, I think it's still like two cup teams out. There's a couple of things going. Well, there's a couple of things there. First of all, could he lead a group of guys? Yes, is the answer mm-hmm. to that. No matter if you're this, that, or the other, however you feel or play, when it comes down to the game of golf, these guys are, are all professionals, and I think that he can easily respect people's opinions. the The conversation is not going away. It's been around for decades. You know, sure. players thinking thinking that they deserve to be paid for these appearances, and it it, it kind of goes to the. It, there's a similar argument with the NCAA players and their name, image, and likeness thing, where it's like, wait a minute, you're generating hundreds of millions and billions of dollars off of a product that we produce, and yeah. we feel like our compensation in the form of scholarships is are inadequate. And finally, there's this roundabout way of, and this is what I think is going to happen: is there will be some sort of roundabout way of sponsors uh, chipping in and paying these players, and just having it be that simple of. Uh, you know, the Mercedes-Benz, you know, Ryder Cup, you know, presented sure. by, you and know, I think whatever. That, that is, I think that's the only way they will get paid is if uh, some sponsor or a collection of sponsors steps up and decides to do it I, privately. I think, and I honestly think that that's where it'll end up. And by the way, I don't, so I get, if you, by the way, <laughs> rewind. If you don't know what Andrew brought was talking about Hatgate coming back up, Patrick Hanley, sure. I guess, and, and correct me if the setting's <laughs> off, but uh, essentially he, you know, he was overheard saying, uh, referring to a PGA official standing nearby saying, I'll put a hat on when I get paid to wear one like he is. Meaning, you yeah. know, and so the, all the all the rumors about he doesn't want to wear a hat because he's not getting paid and then covering it up in the moment with I didn't wear one last time. It's and then, the, well, in the president's yeah. cup, you wore one and you're getting paid to, you know, play there. So I wish he would just come. I mean, I get why he didn't deflect in the moment and just eat crow. Of later. course you're in but the moment. I, you got to focus on the task at hand, which they but, did not, but whatever. But I agree <laughs> with them that they should be paid and compensated in some way. If this much revenue is actually getting generated, uh, sure. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the case. If that much revenue so that's is what I was actually getting say, generated. That's what I was going to say. Cause this I'm, is the world cup. Because for me to do like to, so that's you're you're touching on my point exactly. Because what I would be curious to know is where does the Ryder Cup fall in like ratings and money earned standpoint compared to the majors, compared to the players, compared to hell the waste management, and some of the other higher echelon tournaments throughout the the season. Like because I the Ryder Cup to me still feels like a golf fans tournament. Not sure every day it is it like is not absolutely. not not your casual golf fans term you know what i mean so like does the ratings reach a point to where you know it's on this like for me and you and other golf enthusiasts like yes the Ryder cup is like up there with the majors but 
in the in the business scheme of things, does it stand up to to everything else that does bring in the big bucks? Does it even stand up to the elevated events? I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, obviously, because let's be honest, we just started this conversation a couple couple seconds ago. <laughs> but I, I think, hear me out. Twenty twenty. Yes, is the answer. By the way, it does. Okay. It's. It's. A, it, I think. It I was think a general just, question. I wasn't trying to well, shoot I, it down. I'm curious. I no, I think. I think. No, but I think it's a new thing in the sense of until Paris in 2018, with the advent of social media, you know, real in, in all like the instant streaming of everything at that point. I know social media was already around since 2004. Yada yada yada. But in the kind of mainstream culture of everybody on their phones and devices, and the fact that it was in Paris was kind of you know something to get it kind of you know ooh la la, no pun intended, into the mainstream. There was this pop for the Ryder Cup, and then when it came back three years later, it whistling straights. It was right after COVID and everybody, it was this massive kind of jubilant, jubilant celebration. Everything was getting celebrated in its return. The Boston Marathon, all these things coming back online. So there was a moment where it was captured in pop culture. And I think there was, I mean, if you saw the coverage, the the suites that were sold, the corporate suites and all the packages and the whatnot, especially because the whistling straights is part of a massive kind of golf compound. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 then all of a sudden the money signs start showing up like, Oh my God, this, we, we have something here. You saw that in Rome. That was freaking massive. And if mm-hmm. you know, Americans, we see something we're like, Oh, we can do that bigger and better. So we're going to figure yep. out a way to have 80,000 people around the 18th hole. You know I mean? There's going to be some monumentally weird thing where this is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. It's going to require more capital. And I think what's going to get negotiated in there is going to be a chunk for the players, maybe a flat fee for the appearance and then a winner's purse, just like any normal freaking tournament. So mm-hmm. it, for people, for anybody who thinks it's a distraction, no, it's business. And I don't think it's any no, different. Yeah, these guys negotiating. It distraction. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's no different than them negotiating whose name goes where on their body or their bag. So I yeah. like that. I, I, I like that you, you brought it back to Hatgate. I forgot about Hatgate, honestly, mm-hmm. until that came back up uh, to your question about Tiger yeah, I think you are right that it's going to be a couple more times. We we're not going to see Beth Page as the captain. I don't think. I mean, I could be dead ass wrong. And again, he, he's he like, might still be involved. I think he might still be involved though, because like you said, he's he's invaluable when it comes to strategizing around a golf course, and especially at Beth Page. Like he's well, his experience if, is if he's healthy and he's in form, I could see him being a captain's pick because you know, really? just like you don't. It, See, if here's the, the thing. Stars, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he plays enough at this point to to warrant a captain's pick. Like, we're, talking I just 20, we're talking about 2025. He's going to return to he's going to return to competition. I think before the end of this year, if he has some sort of like lights out showing throughout the second half of 24 and into the first half of 25 at these majors mm-hmm. and a handful of other events, including the memorial, I could see people out there saying it's Beth Page, Tigers back. You know, you want this crowd. I could see that being an emotional pick. I don't think he's going to be the captain there, but it, I could see 29 at Hazeltine because I also don't. Who knows? Hazeltine, maybe 20, that's, maybe, another cla- maybe, that's another classic spot, too. Yeah, but maybe in 27, they, they're going to the golf course at Adair Manor, which is a spot that is very, it's a niche spot for like golf nerds. Like this is like yeah. the players talk about this place. They really like it. Uh, you know, it's been on their radar for a long time and they're super excited. I could see Tiger being maybe tapped for that. Hey, Bubba, go over there and bring the cup home for the first time. But um, speaking of Tiger and DL3, 
quick little crossover. I got a fun story for you after we hear from our friends at Underdog that has those two and where their paths, their paths, their paths crossed. Let me go get Man, some your your Europe's made their way into your head too, I guess. I'm just right. like the U.S. team's heads. Uh, we'll be right back after Underdog. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code DIBPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. All right, bud. Tell Gingerbread exactly what you were just leaning into there. Um because there is still a lot to get into. People say it's the off, the off season of golf, and and that's just false. Um, there's still a lot. You got to see. You got to you got to see somebody about this gingerbread thing, man. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods and Davis Love the Third. So actually, it was just a couple of days ago. We just passed the yes. anniversary of Tiger's first win. Tiger's first win. Oh man, my jaw just popped. That felt terrible. Tiger's first win was at the Las Vegas Invitational on October 6th, 1996. I'm staring at a picture of his first winner's check. It was $297,000 is what he got for winning. And that's when he came on to tour. And we're talking about a tour now where the winner is taking home 4 million plus on some of these Mm -hmm. tournaments. Uh, Just that. And by the way, that's the Tiger impact. That's what happened when we had a superstar come come online in the digital era just right in time can you imagine michael jordan's magnified well i mean we saw it with lebron james it was a it was a, it was that thank you but, thank but, you that, it's why you can't compare them so i don't want to get into a michael lebron yeah but i'm like, saying like, like, my, michael in the social media era would have been a whole, whole different beast let's not even yes. go there Thank you. It was okay. it was on this day, and if it was October sixth, it would be on this day. But on October sixth, nineteen ninety six, <laughs> Tiger Woods, because the Las Vegas Invitational is what they're actually playing this week, which is the Shriners Children's Open. Back then, it was called the Las mm-hmm. Vegas Invitational. This was Tiger's first win, and it was actually over the aforementioned Davis Love the Third in a playoff. And DL three ta- tells that story about how. He was in the lead that day of a PGA Tour event, and Davis loved the third for the un, for the uninitiated, not the uneducated. Uh, for them too, DL three was a big effing deal in the game in the eighties and nineties. I mean, him, Freddie Couples, they were those freaking dudes. They were the Jordan Spees, the Justin Thomases. They thought that they were the next maybe Jack Nicholas. They were up there with Faldo and Greg Norman. But then this kid comes along and he talks about how at that tournament he had the lead on Sunday and there was maybe two dozen people walking around in his group because Tiger was yeah. three groups ahead and the entire the entire place was with him the, the whole day. Uh, so we're back in Vegas this week for the PGA Tour. Quick pit stop and then we'll get back to the juicy stuff because you are right. There's a lot to get to in a little bit of time left. They are back in Vegas this week. If you're if you're betting on this, um, it's going to go low. Opportunities gained, Eagles gained. This is a TPC course, but it's more of a TPC resort course versus that kind of TPC sawgrass. Uh, you know, really hard. You know, hard course. 
So look for people to go low. Lexi Thompson is going to be in the field. She is crossing over from the LPGA tour and uh, it's going to be fun to watch because one of the big things is on display when sometimes you have these crossovers is the length disparity. But the last few people have done it have been Lexi Thompson, who averages 270 off the tee, Brittany Linscombe, who averages 270 off the tee, and uh, Michelle Wee West, who obviously was 285 in her prime. So some of the longer hitters seem to get that nod at these tournaments. And then to round it out, Susie Whaley, Annika Sorenstam, Babe Diedrichson, Zaharias, and Shirley Spork are the other females to make starts on the PGA Tour. So if you had Shirley Spork on your bingo card, well, there you, you ready go. For, you ready for this? Because you, you'll be impressed. I know I know that ba- Babe, uh, how'd you say, is it Zahir- Zaharias? Babe Diedrichson, Zaharias, yeah. Yeah, yeah Zaharias. The, uh, the only woman to have made the cut in one of these tournaments. It's 1945. Let's go. So they're back at the Shriners this week. Go, Lexi, go. Oh, you'd be um, more impressed. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that, though. <laughs> I, I was very happy and proud proud of you, and thank you for doing your homework. Oh, uh, but, sure. but there you go. DL3, Tiger, there's your little crossover in trivia. And now it's coming yes. full circle where he's kind of saying, like, this, the student didn't even he, – he was never the student. He was the master the whole time, and he's still the master. So, But speaking of Tiger – Mm-hmm. the indoor league have yes. you all right so tgl what did you I, I don't even remember what you were talking about but you texted me last week espn mm-hmm. and tgl so espn got the, are they are they airing yeah. this now so so two big things came out about what we can expect out of the broadcast side of okay. the tgl and that's that espn is going to air them um on so i believe it was monday night so espn airs monday night football so i didn't see maybe i missed i didn't see exactly how the timing lines up uh in comparison the week after the super bowl so that exactly so i think it's it's gonna be like that so where it doesn't interfere with monday night football but it stays it keeps something hopefully in prime time for espn on monday nights which is key for espn and key for the tgl i think because i I think that's going to be a natural transition for golf fans to, to slide right into that um, and also that the something that we speculated on, kind of assumed was going to happen, we got confirmation that the players that are part of the TGL will be mic'd up for these events, uh, which I think is a must. If you're going to do something like this style of golf indoor, you, you got to take full of you got to. If they didn't mic them up, it'd be an absolute, you know, d- disgrace from a business standpoint. Like just a poor decision. Well, I'm, it's funny you say poor decisions and business choices because <laughs> I've got some question marks on this whole product, but. Keep going. Well, so one thing that you can't question though is the lineup of golfers that wow. they've now locked down for this is, I'm sorry, but so here's the thing: not only are they the type of the, are they good golfers, like they're some of the best in the world. We're talking about Rory McIlroy. We're talking about John Rum, who just absolutely crushed it for Europe in the Ryder Cup. Uh, Colin Morikawa, though, Justin Thomas, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who we've been talking like literally the, the you know you go to Max Homa, Tyrrell Hatton, to, like these are these are top notch players that are incredibly relevant top 10 worthy guys in the pga right now and across the world but not only that these are some of the biggest personalities in golf right now and if you're talking something completely different for golf you're talking mic'd up play golfers you're you're talking about the way this format is set up you, you don't just have to be good you can't be out there and be born like oh man yeah i'm gonna do this you know can you imagine just someone walking up there and just you know uh, swing the yeah six iron here I think yeah oh man yeah good shot okay like that's not what this TGL is gonna be about this is gonna be entertainment 
This is what Liv missed out on. They didn't accept the fact that they were going to be entertainment. TGL is entertainment. So they've now balanced fantastic golfers with that just happen to also be amazing personalities. Shane Lowry mic'd up is going to be fantastic watching every Monday night for the TGL. Did I you can't hear, wait to see that. Did and you I want to see how Matthew, Matthew Fitzpatrick trash talks while playing because we've seen how we can talk to the media after the fact and, and get it when he can plan his responses and whatnot. I want to see what comes off the cuff for a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think that's going to be fun. Schmarmy little shit. And I'm just kidding. I like Matty Fitz. <laughs> but Shane Lowry at the Ryder Cup to, was telling one of the marshals, because uh, the marshal was telling the people, like, settle down, please quit moving. And he turns around to the marshal and goes, You're making more fucking noise than any of them. Yeah, I remember you saying that. <laughs> uh, you are right. This is going to be a fun, fun, like, mic'd up group of guys. <sighs> However, hey, hit me with your poor business. Hit me with the poor business. That's not the poor business. I just don't <laughs> reach for more. Don't reach for more. This whole the, the the team aspect of it. I understand from a financial side, but for example, have you seen the Atlanta Drive? So we first of all we, we've got our team name, our first real team name, the Atlanta Drive. Yeah. So I do. I think I'm going to agree with you on this, but I, but please, I, I need you to do a couple things. First of all, they did this whole rollout, and they have a yeah, promo I see Atlanta video Drive with, GC. With, yeah. Now, now I want you to also open up the four aces golf so, logo from Liv. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell oh, me. it's the, it's so, the same A. But, and and first of all, first of all, can we just to call because I, I just noticed this and I just put this together. They are calling themselves the Atlanta Drive GC, which obviously we know Atlanta Drive Golf Course. They're golf not playing club. On, the, oh, golf club. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Just like the, just like the, you have not, like they're, uh, they're not, Liverpool they're not, FC or whatever. But but. They're not playing at a fucking golf club. They're they're fucking playing at an indoor. Nah. Like I I don't know. I call calling yourself GC uh, for for an indoor league. Just, just I don't know. It just just seems. Well, it doesn't right. bother me. I think I think that's a little homage to the golf culture. Uh, oh my god, you're right. It's fuck. It's like the looks same just a. like the four aces. They have the little side by side now. That's that's bad. Because you that's... see how the, there's the a the ta- the left hand the left hand side of the a at the tail goes backward comes up and loops forward to make the little cross it's the exact same a just one's red one's black and they have a couple different touches of flare but you see the overall same stroke Uh, they did this cheese dick it's close it's close you're right so the details of the four races one makes does make it different technically as far as like if you want to call it the font the font is different but you're right the no, the, the, the way the, they the drew the A is one hundred percent the same, and that it's it's close enough to where I instantly saw so, it and went yes. <laughs> my immediate reaction was okay, so that's just going to be an easy way to say they're ripping it off. Yep, I'm still leery of the whole team concept in general of arbitrarily oh, yeah. saying you're on blue, you're on green, you're on red, you're on white. None of these guys are moving to these cities. They're not playing the oh. golf in these cities, uh, and unless you intend to have some incredibly good like local engagement. I mean, like, what are they going to meet the meet the team day out at the local muni? What's I just I just I think that the product as you were describing it sounds fun as shit. A bunch yeah. of these, a bunch of these. But really don't make it. Golfers, don't make it too. Don't make it. I don't. This sounds wrong. Don't make it too legitimate. Why not just let you know them be I mean? their own freaking people? They're in their own brands and say. You know, like, yeah, it's going to be a 12-week season. We're going to do these two-hour rounds on Monday nights, and we've got 16 players that are going to go head-to-head in six-hole matches until – you know, I mean, like, you can figure out the numbers, 
and just have the guys forcing this team thing because it works for the Ryder Cup and, it, and it, it's starting to work a little bit for Olympic golf. But then again, there are some minimal financial incentives if you win a gold medal. Uh, you know, it, it works. And he's like, I just don't get the team aspect. I don't see Boston fans really coming out for the cannonballs or whatever the fuck they name this team. And saying like, "Yay, go Adam Scott from so, so Gold the, Coast, Australia." So, have you looked at the TGL website though? Because I'm looking at it right yeah. now, and I think we might have got an answer to one of your questions about the this this very topic about uh, how they're going to work in these like these teams actually being from like this area. Um, when you go to the the Atlanta Drive, you know, page on the TGL. Yeah. Um, they have a mock-up drawing of a, a of a TGL indoor stadium, no, I guess, the, at the, the, so, at the, the, so, at the SoFi Center at the yeah. at the Palm Beach State College, which you know is in Florida. It, that, so it's at least on this side of. of yeah, things. we've touched on this before, and I actually did I did read a little more about that. That I was one hundred percent correct, and they had that original mock-up. They didn't make it hard. Yep. They're going to essentially hit hit their shots into an IMAX screen. And then mm-hmm. the other half, it's like a basketball arena is about the size of it. Oh, but this is, you're saying this is still going to be where all this. Okay. So I was looking at this as this was going to be the Atlanta drives home field. No. If you want to all say golf, because this is where it's all going to happen. Yeah. Because they're also probably going to use it as an instructional facility. Okay. So, so here, see, here's, here's where I leave room for growth here. Here's yeah, where I, teams. No, 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 no. Here's where I leave room for them trying to make smart business decisions in that, they're gonna move forward here in the We're first our year. Criticizing their business decisions. I, <laughs> I know, right? I know. But here's where they they're gonna leave room for. Okay, the first year, two, maybe three, until they see how big and what the the projected growth of the TGL is gonna be. Why would they invest in multiple locations? From a business standpoint, that's a terrible idea. No, you put Fair. your money, you put your money into one location, you make it work for the time being, and then as you see the growth pattern, then then you make the decision. Okay, if we can project ourselves in the next couple of years to hit this point, then yeah, let's give these cities their own location. That's fair. Like and if maybe, that happens, then maybe, maybe we hit that point. But to, to to have four different locations right now does almost seem like it would that would be a bad money decision to build these locations. If in a year they're just going to become fucking top golfs, you know. Wow! By the way, Top Golf is that that, is, awesome. their, that is their technology <laughs> partner. Uh, but so that, so so that's very relevant. But you know what I mean? Like they they want these to feel like professional venues. No, I get it, and and it, I'm just being a naysayer on the team thing. I think they're. <laughs> I think it, it's kind of it kind of goes back to where Liv had some good ideas. Yes. Uh, just I think poorly executed in some of the gimmickry. Shorts. And Let them wear them, shorts. I love the shorts idea. Shorts, all the, the shorts, <laughs> the music. I can even get behind a shotgun start maybe for the first two or three no, rounds. Last, think, oh, don't do that. Last last week you were so against the shotgun start. No, no, no. I've come back a little bit for the first oh. or second rounds when you have when you're doing these wave tournaments where it's like, let's make it even more concise. And instead of trying okay. to do, you know, they still get a morning wave and an afternoon wave, but just get them in, get them out in the first two rounds and then, then have the leaderboard chase because essentially in the first two rounds anyway, you're yeah. not, you don't get reshuffled based on, it's all a blind draw basically. That's you know, fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, I, I mean, I, you could work that way, but somewhere where live is dead in the water is the official world golf ranking points. They came yes. out and ruled today and said, no soup for you. And, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it was it, well. The way that they stated it was just supremely obvious. And what we've been talking about, which is, wait a minute, Liv, you picked up your ball and you said we're going to go over here, 
and we're going to start playing the same game, but under different rules and in a different style and with different yeah. people and different this, different that. But we want to get <laughs> rewarded and acknowledged the same way that they are. Yeah. And if, no. Essentially, they came you out left and said, the no. game. <laughs> well, the, so the statement was, you've left us with no equity. Like they even said, we recognize that your players are freaking good. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's self thought about that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's not that's not the question here. You obviously have some of the best players in the world. We get that. What we're saying is because you play these 54 whole events and there's a locked number of players, there's not the variability and the challenge and this. Then they just said there's no equitable way for us to compare you mm-hmm. with these 25 other professional organizations and the thousands of players and how they do business. And when you kind of lay the numbers out there and they, they did, I love it. It's like, no, you, you're right. You've got wonderful golfers over there and they're probably some of the best in the world. You're right. So for live to come out and say the game of golf is left without no. And we've been saying this too, the professional golf world, there's the tiny tip of the iceberg with that is basically playing in the TGL. Mm -hmm. And then there are the hundreds and hundreds and then thousands by extension of the global and mini tours, thousands of professional golfers can go out there and shoot these scores. It's all it's, it's not too dissimilar from the NFL in the sense of there are a lot of big, strong, fast, athletic dudes out there. You really yeah. do have to kind of be in the right place at the right time. I mean, the, yeah, the, the situations have to line up for you. Right. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's, there's, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of great basketball players playing playground hoops their entire lives and working other jobs because, you know, things didn't work it's, out in the right time. Speaking, the right of, speaking of that, go watch uncut gems from years ago with Adam Sandler. Fantastic movie. I love that he insists on having like a bat. It's like Samuel L. Jackson insists on being able to play golf whenever he wants in right? his movie sets. Um, I know. I found that out and I was like, good for Samuel. Like, good for him. Mark Wahlberg, speaking of celebrity shout outs in golf, I mean, he's like, it's like a drug. He goes, once it gets in your system, there's no way to get it out. And then there was another celebrity recently just talking about how it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate equalizer for for anything and everything. There's nothing biased about a golf, you know, yeah. the game of golf itself. The people in golf, that was a different story for a long time. So back to this yes. live thing. So no, no soup for them. I think yeah. what's happening, and and we'll see how correct I, you know, I slash we have been. We've been pretty damn accurate this whole time. Uh, yeah, we've been consistent is, with no with no official world golf ranking points coming down anytime soon. And I mean, never, honestly, never live, live, live. Yeah, exactly. Live can gripe (laughs) all they want. Well, I could see them. I mean, what if all live comes back and says, fine, fuck it. We're going to go to 72 holes like everybody else. Um, oh well, yeah, sure, yeah. Then yes, you get to have. I still go back to the. But but then you're not live players. Forty-eight. But then you're not live anymore. I'm sorry, but you're not. Here's they made their bed. They've made their arguments. They they you are stay in your gimmicky. No, 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 no. But here, but here's the thing. Yes, but because they they planted their flag so many times over and over, and honestly, so in such obnoxious ways and such arrogant ways that they they call themselves live golf under the premise of these standards, and this is why they believe themselves to be changing the game of golf and better. And if they then you know backstep and and backwards conform to what the game of golf is everywhere else in the world, then yeah, I'm sorry. You're just another fucking tour at that point. And yeah, sure. You can have your world golf rankings, but there goes your personality. There goes everything that you, you planted your flag on that you banked on. I'm sorry. You, you sold out. So you're either going to ride it out, prove your business decision for the, the model that you created or fuck off. 
they're going to be told to fuck off in these negotiations too, exactly. because the deadline's coming up. And I think that's what they're going to say is listen, without the, without the, now all the, all the people who make <laughs> that decision are all partners of the PGA tour and everything like that. But that's the point that they're kind of making is yep. you left us. We didn't say go out, you know, you left yes. us. So I think when, um, when it's all said and done, this might be the last nail in the coffin for live. That initial investment is going to be seen just as that as an investment yep. in those players and, you know, maybe they were just in the grand scheme of things, down payments for this eventual kind of merger deal that was going on. Uh, I I love. So speaking of live Alan Shipnuck, who kind of really was the first person to bring all this to the forefront with his book about Phil and uh, and he released those statements. He kind of leaked those statements about scary motherfuckers and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the people, the Saudis and why am I doing business? So Alan Shipnuck has been this guy that his I mean. Depends on it depends on who you are, I guess. What you call him? Is he a journalist? Is he a gossip king? Is he this? Is he that? He's done other stuff. He's written novels before. That's the he's thing. He's a, respected, a he's a respectful yeah. writer. Like he's a a very highly respected writer too. Like this latest book, though, and really what it was is some of the some of the initial comments that came out of this one were like live, raw, in the moment, you know, reactions. We talked about I think before yeah. Brooks's reaction about how Brooks goes, fuck these country club kids, talking about Jordan Speeth <sighs> and Justin Thomas, which I love that that was that he said, fuck those country club kids. And it's like I, I had just had surgery. That feels you know, like it's in, in direct re- and re- ugh, direct response direct. to fuck Phil. But I love what he followed that up with. He's like, you know, I didn't come from much and I just had two surgeries. I wasn't sure if I was going to really play at that level ever again. And I was just offered $130 million. He's like, I signed the contract and called my mom crying. Like that was it. And that's the thing. I think we've been consistent in saying that from, from these guys, everyone who went to live from the personal reasons why they made their decision, we Uh are totally behind understand get it there's no need for them to justify to us why they chose the money in the situation no. because of the, the the less tournaments the more time with their families less traveling all of that totally get it i would probably do the same thing if i was in their position like i don't doubt i don't <laughs> knock them for doing making the decision to do that oh, charles I barkley knock, i knock them for bitching and crying about it afterwards <laughs> charles barkley was talking about this comment it's like people saying well you know chuck would you would you punch a relative for 50 million dollars i'd do it for 10 hell you know, it's like <laughs> That's my Chuck. That's my Charles Barkley. But Brooksy, I think Brooksy did it. (laughs) Thank you. Brooksy did it better than anybody because not only did he he put his money where his mouth is, literally and you know, figuratively, he showed up. I mean, he didn't perform at the Ryder Cup as well as I wanted to, but none of them did. No, but 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 at that point, we didn't need we didn't need him to prove it to us to any uh, anything to us at the Ryder Cup. He won a major and he yes. was lead, he, he was an inch away from another one and he mm-hmm. performed. You know, it's like it, it, it's it's there, you know, and I think that's his point too. his comment at the Ryder Cup, which Max Homo was reflecting on this week about how many guys we know. He goes, there's 24 people in those locker rooms. How if you ask them all, I'm sure they would all say they would want that ball in the yeah. moment. You know, give me the ball. Let me be the guy for the shot. He goes, how many think, do you think really want? He's like very few. And Max Homa was talking about that. And he goes, you know what? It kind of hit me in that moment of like, you know, he, and it's, he's like, and I know he didn't mean it in a disrespectful manner. He's like, but he's talking about, you have to have the, the, the winning mentality of a major winner. You have to be one of those dudes. He's like, I'm not mm-hmm. one of those dudes yet. Not to him anyway. And he's like, yeah. and that was going through my head, you know, going into Sunday in that moment that was really it, pivotal for the Americans, even though it was kind of, you know, that yeah. second to last gasp of air. Yeah. It was a little uh, too late. 
but for from, Max to go three three and one on the week like that and kind of say, you know, he does have this pillar of his game established, but he's got a long way to go. I, I, I do appreciate the way Brooks and I'm I'm back on the Brooks bandwagon. You know, I did play him in the majors in my fantasy league. I, see, I don't think I, we ever were fully off the Brooks band. Like I I really I know we were, we were so I think I feel like we both questioned it questioned at times, like because we were curious as to how it was gonna well, play he doesn't out. Give, what, he, he doesn't he gives you plenty of reason. He he's an yeah. unabashedly he's listen, he's a He's all the bad stereotypes about guys from Florida State, and trust know, me, we can, we can smell our own. I grew up in Tallahassee, uh, <laughs> but Brooksy, I think, is one of the ones that will be back on tour. Uh, I agree. There, here's a, here's I a quick. I agree. Here's a quick one for you before we head out and make room for the the guys over at uh, was it what's that? What's TSS, that? TSS, TSS Fantasy, where you can find me uh, with your sophistication station with your waiver wire pickups coming up at nine o'clock. Truth gun to your head. Give me one name from the waiver wire. You want to you want to follow me? I gotta I gotta actually pull up his name so I can read it correctly because I I think I butchered it in my sophistication station, um, uh, segment off of this upcoming show here. So I need to make sure I read this right. Yeah, why don't you uh, use, okay. use please here, use here's my your time one name dress rehearsal. Here's here's your one no no I've already done the recording. Uh, here's your one name <laughs> oh, okay. from the from the basement of the league, Amari Dem Demercado Demercado Demercado. I'm not sure how to say it right, and I do apologize, but he is now face, uh, looking to be uh, the number one running back in Arizona with James Conner looking to most likely either go on IR or just miss multiple weeks. The, by the way, second he's week. A, he's, a two, he's, he's a 215-pound, nine running back from TCU, ready to go. Second week in a row that I've played a player and they go on IR, James Conner this week, and I can't remember <laughs> who it was two weeks ago, but it's the curse of the Boudreaux. Bryson DeChambeau is going to be another guy that I think we see come back to, to the tour eventually. He's Brooks, so Bryson, Cam Smith is going to make a comeback. DJ will probably, will, yeah. I think DJ will probably actually come back. He's actually not that old. Uh, he's just kind of, you know, on the yeah. ladder. Then. So I think there's going to be a reunion here. But do you think that Bryson would have made one ounce of difference on Team USA this year? No. I, re- I really don't. Because I, 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 yes, right, okay. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, he, I know. He had that phenomenal round of the list. Yeah, or whatever. it was at the Greenbrier. Even, even but, I'll go back but, on myself and say that was, was a resort course. Yeah, so and outside, the of, outside of that, though, he, it's not like he was playing great golf. I'm sorry, he wasn't. Outside, no, of that. he wasn't at the time, but he was just having a lull. <laughs> the guy's one of the best on the planet. The Shipnuck book. Yes, Brooks, he says, fuck, the, fuck those country club kids. All right, so basically, what he's doing is he's saying this is how it all went down in the moment. Well. The way that Justin Thomas reacted was basically by saying, damn it, Alan, like I'm sick of people like Alan Shipnuck making money off of sowing division in our game instead of being a positive force for yada, yada, yada. They both have a point. Justin, yes. I get where you're coming from. Couldn't we'll agree have an with you agenda. more. Wouldn't <laughs> it be nice if? And the answer to that is yeah that would be nice but at the same time it doesn't pay the bills the way that this new book which will probably be the first book that i've read in a long time that's yeah uh that's not assigned reading so to speak but i do think that this book might fall flatter than he was hoping because i think people are over it now you know i'm curious timing is a little off yeah you know the the i think it's but at the same time he doesn't get the information he gets without pushing it off to this point but I think this is also is kind of the second in a trilogy, knowing that like mm. I'm going to get this book out now. He kind of did the prequel with Phil. There's going to be this one of it all going down. And then there's going to be once this deal either implodes or goes off, 
yeah. it's going to be the follow-up to that. And this is where it's all setting. Uh, yes. Either way, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, I got to actually buy the really thing well. first, but it is called Live have... and Let Die. How fucking cute. Uh, how the cute, inside story cute. of the war between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. And so Alan Shipnook, here's to you and your fire pit collective. Keep up the good work. Anything yes, else? Re- no, that's it. We got to get out of here because we don't want to hold up the guys over at TSS Fantasy any longer. They're going to be jumping I, I on right no here. Idea. Right here, I know me neither, but we're gonna be jumping on right here on YouTube here in the next couple seconds. TSS Fantasy, get your football fix. I am Andrew LaDuke, aka Mr. Mao. This is Bud Copeland at this Bud's for you, and we are Divots and Pivots, and we will see you next week.